1: Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie?
2: You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked.
1: All right, don't go injuring yourself. Now we'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the
3: world of pro wrestling.
2: Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: NFL Total Access: The podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
5: That's Dave Ross. I'm Tim Murray, and uh, man, I was pretty excited. I, I, I was, I know you were. I was, I was, you know, smacking the floor. I was, I was all jazzed up, Dave. This game was starting at, at 40 minutes into the show. We're gonna, we're gonna just go back and forth. I, you know, I, I enjoy watching this Suns team, and I continue to enjoy watching this Suns team, and hopefully they win by 15 now because this has been a mm. show. For the Phoenix Suns, 62 to 41, they lead. And Anthony Davis, I, I don't know what the main storyline is. I, I think it is Anthony Davis gave it a go, yeah. and it, it clearly he clearly shouldn't have.
6: No, it looks like he was not prepared no. to play at all. And again, you, you got to love the willingness to go out there and give it a shot, right? We've seen other guys do this historically in the league. It always goes back to Willis Reed. Willis Reed's numbers, by the way, that night for the Knicks was not very good, but it was inspirational. So he kind of had that feel for AD. But when we watched him in the first two minutes, we knew right away, uh-oh, this is a problem. He cannot run, and he cannot jump, and he can't come down. And you saw that was the final nail in the coffin when he came down after trying to block a shot, and he just his groin just isn't going to hold up. You see the Lakers at minus four in the second half, Tim. Under what pretense would that be a good wager? Like, what scenario is it that says, okay, they're down 21, they're going to lose by 16, so I can win this second half play?
5: The scenario of what I cheered for on Tuesday night, which was it's Kyle Kuzma four <laughs> years ago time. <laughs> you're no. going on coos everyone out of the way coos is going to get some buckets <laughs> going up against uh jalen smith the pride of maryland you, you know go. that eats Moore. you know your yeah. purdue boilermaker well that that's the only way uh you would lay the four with the lakers i wouldn't do it uh i wouldn't i i am okay I obviously I was on the wrong side mm-hmm. to start this game. Yep. We were able to buy back in a little bit as the game wore on. Limit the damage. Uh, at, at Suns minus 10 and Suns minus 14 and a half. I, I, I don't know Yeah, To your point, like, what what are we going to see? LeBron played twenty one out of twenty four minutes. Um, he he he's might gotta go all the way. He might just stay out there and say whatever. I mean, uh, and I kind of hope he does. I, I do hope he does. Um, he's got a lot of miles. Uh, I love the Jordan takes; they're great uh, because Jordan wasn't even playing when he was thirty six years <laughs> old. But yeah, keep him coming.
6: Uh, your, your point's well taken, though, Tim. That the narrative here is we'll all be about LeBron. Oh tomorrow. yeah, that's all people are gonna talk and about, it, right?
5: It, it, and, and I understand. Look, it, LeBron is a is. Second greatest player, in my opinion, of all time. Top five. I think that's almost not up for debate. Um, So you're going to talk about it. And they got their butts kicked in Mm -hmm. two straight games, right? But, and it's not sexy. People don't, you're in the TV business. People don't really care about the Phoenix Suns. Right. We're not going to talk about the winner. We're We're going to talk about the loser. You know, but they should. And and on this network, I think people should be talking about the Suns. And I know we will be talking about the Suns because they're a damn good basketball team. And I'm kicking myself because there were opportunities. Now, look, after three games, should I have played the Phoenix Suns at plus 650? No, because the the series looked over. It did. It looked absolutely over. And I felt great where I stood with the Lakers at even money after losing game one. But this is a 51-win basketball team. And they're showing it right now. And Devin Booker is proving to be an emerging superstar in this league.
6: And that's why when we were talking to JVT, and if you could forecast and if if Phoenix and Utah gets to the Western Conference Final, that's going to be a fun matchup for Mm overbetters. Because you can just see them going up and down. And as we're watching tonight, you can see the Lakers can't go up and down with Phoenix. They just can't. They don't have the bodies. They're getting long in the tooth. Utah can. That would be a very interesting series if we get that far. Again, we're already forecasting that this thing is over, up 21 at the half. But I do think that that's what we're going to see eventually, depending on what happens with, with Dallas and the Clippers. I'd love to see a Utah-Phoenix final.
5: So once again, we showed it, and we'll, we'll hit on it here in just a little bit. The Suns prior to tonight were plus 510 to win the Western Conference. I'd be very interested, Dave, to see what those odds are tomorrow. Knowing that the Nuggets emerge and that's who they'll be playing. Mm-hmm. The Clippers are still waiting there in limbo. Do those odds go down if the Mavericks win that? They will. So we'll see what they pounce tomorrow. It's the nightcap. Let's keep it going. It is all Phoenix Suns here tonight. As we look ahead to tomorrow a little bit. Um <laughs> got the old situation of like, all right, well, we had kind of planned out this. Uh, well, this is
6: all supposed to be Lakers, in-game, Suns, drama. There's no drama to be had there.
5: Now, there was some in-game opportunities, mm-hmm. and I think we were uh, quick to, to at least give our opinions on them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anymore. I, I don't. I, I think we're at the spot where now it's just kind of uh, a guessing game. Yeah. Uh, at 10, it felt like an autoplay. You nailed it. At 14 and a half, I still felt okay, and now here we are, 62-41 at the half. Lakers minus four second half, so that means full game at 17. I'd say that's about right because you just, you don't know. I mean, how if you're Monty Williams, right? And you're the Suns, and you hit this very early on about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul should not step back on the floor tonight.
6: Okay, maybe I'm going to put it out there in the third quarter to make sure that there's no comeback that's that's right. inevitable here for the Lakers, right? Take the will out early here in the third quarter if you're the Suns. Finish the job that you had. And then I'm with you in the fourth quarter. There's no reason to play a guy with a bad shoulder in CP3. And again, I know that's not going to make people happy that got tickets on CP3 on the over of 14 and a half. I just don't see that happening tonight in the second half because the usage is just not going to be there for Chris Paul if this holds the way we think it will. I I did like the under tonight. I still like that play a little bit because I do think in the fourth quarter, they're just going to take the air out of this thing. They don't need to go pedal to the metal here. If there's no comeback here in the first six minutes, first half of this third quarter, yeah, that's exactly if I'm Monty Williams. I'm going to rest my guys and start thinking about that next matchup, which is crazy to think about on the road in LA in a game six that they can already start forecasting minutes and chopping those down for a guy like CP3. Yeah,
5: and and do you see LeBron... In a 17-point game where it's inevitable his team is going to lose, is he still out there giving it his all in the fourth quarter? I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, certainly in Game Six or Five, with a game still to play, the answer was no. The answer was no, and and you know he he leaves, which made sense. Is he going to stay out there? I you know I, I don't know. Um, if I were him, I, I just I I don't know. If I'm him, he's won four titles. He's played. A gazillion postseason games. I guess he like maybe want to show face. I, I, so that's why it would just be a stay away because at at, at seventeen you're kind of just trending in that anything could happen. Kyle Kuzma yeah, could the garbage go,
6: time yeah, yeah could go garbage time yeah. and that's
5: what you know that's where it's kind of shooting you know just uh, uh, randomly throwing darts. So um, taking a look at the Western Conference mm-hmm. now. So we know uh, after tonight the Nuggets. By the way, which. Uh, it's kind of got thrown to the back burner. Yeah,
6: going on the road and winning and ending yeah. this thing in six games tonight, and and winning the fourth quarter, twenty-eight to fourteen. Wow.
5: Very impressive. Nikola Jokic goes off in that fourth quarter, and they eliminate the Portland Trailblazers, win one twenty-six to one fifteen. So the Portland Trailblazers are done. The Nuggets move on. They will get the winner of this series, which will be the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And then you look up top. You've got the Jazz, who. It's funny, Dave, because I I feel like the discussion about the Jazz, at least the first four games, remember, they lost game one. Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell didn't play. He'd been out for about six weeks. He comes back a little sluggish. But ultimately, they covered every single game that they won. So I, I actually came away pretty impressed by the Utah Jazz, Dave, in that series. I understand that the Memphis Grizzlies were the nine seed at the end of the regular season and had to beat two teams, the Spurs and then the Warriors to get in, but John Morant... It continues to emerge. Dylan Brooks is a good store, a scorer. Uh, has had, had put up some big numbers, and they just kind of kicked him to the curb relatively easily. Those games had some competitiveness to them, which were fun about it, but at the end of the day, the Jazz covered every number in the games they had Donovan Mitchell in. So I think the Jazz... A little bit now, not in the uh, the eyes of the odds makers, okay. uh, because they are entering, they were entering today the favorites to win the mm-hmm. Western Conference. I think rightfully so. But I think the perception, a little bit, of the Jazz is they're not getting a ton of ton of love.
6: You talk about sexy teams, and the Jazz are not a sexy no. team to talk about, right? But uh, to your point there, and again, every game in that series hit the over. Yep. What's that tell you? Utah can shoot the lights out of the basketball, like we're seeing tonight with Phoenix. If they're almost unguardable, the way they play at times, the way they, they their ball rotations, the way they move the ball around the perimeter, and their guys can all shoot, so that's going to be problematic certainly for whoever comes out and faces them in the next round. I, I don't know who they're rooting for. Like, like you would think that they're going to root for Dallas. That that seems like if you're going to go for the lower seed, and that would make more, the most sense. But what have the Clippers shown you that scare you? If you're Utah, right? Kawhi Leonard, obviously. Yep. Being a world champion, we get that from his Toronto days. But past that, I kind of look at it and I go, man, the way Luca's playing right now, if Dallas closes us out in six, that might be the tougher matchup for Utah.
5: And I said it early on, especially when I, I was I was fully buying in on the moment of of what Luca was doing in games one and two. And I felt like, especially after they lost game one, I thought game two, and, and I'm I re I'm almost emphasizing What I just said, which was I said on this show, I would play the Dallas Mavericks on a series rise. I would not now because there's just not enough there. Luka is unbelievable. Hmm. But to do it four times against the Utah Jazz, Dave, I just don't see that happening. And I think they have enough... Enough firepower. When you look at you know Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, you know Rudy Gobert, I, they have they have enough there that Luca could do his his nuclear option. But I, I don't know if he if they have enough in that four games in a seven game series to unseat a team like the Utah Jazz.
6: It's interesting when you looked at Memphis and you thought they'll defend you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't defend Utah at all. So Dallas, what style of play? Let's say, go with your theory here that Dallas comes out of this thing. And again, if you're a Dallas backer, you should be listening to us right now. And, that, and by that, the
5: way, if you're Utah, just, sorry to interrupt, but if you're Utah, you're cheering, cheering massively for Dallas. Even though you're looking at Luka and that's scary. Yeah. there, There is a bugaboo there with Utah. They struggle with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I think if you're, Utah, if you're a Utah fan or a Utah backer, you have a ticket on the Utah Jazz, I, I would be cheering very hard for the Mavericks to, to finish up this
6: series. I think it would be a very high-scoring series as well if you're like me and you like to play the overs. Yeah. I think that's what would happen if it is a Dallas-Utah series after what we saw with Memphis. Dallas doesn't defend as well as Memphis does, right? So I think that that could really be a shootout if we get that Utah and Dallas matchup. The Clippers, if they survive and get this thing back to L.A. and close this out in seven they're going to defend you a little bit better. And we haven't seen all of that so far against Luka. But I'm with you on that. I do think Utah is is privately rooting for Dallas. But I would be a little bit leery of that, like I was saying, just because Dallas can score. They can score the basketball at will. And when Luka does use that nuclear option, you're going to get some shootouts. And we've seen what's happened so far in this series with the Clippers. And I don't think the Clippers thought Dallas could really turn it up a notch. And certainly I don't think they thought Luka could they knew how great he was. I don't think they knew he could do this.
5: Yeah, and the second half underway uh, is 64-45, a chance at a three-point play uh, from Contavious caldwell pope No surprise here, but uh, it just passing across the news, AD officially ruled out, yeah. which I think we knew from the moment he stepped off the court.
6: Props for trying to play, but you could see right away, we saw in the first two possessions, he could not run.
5: So it is an 18-point game. We'll keep tabs on it. Uh, certainly, uh, we're... we're we're cheering for some, some in-game plays. Minus 10, minus 14 and a half, the under. Yep. And uh, also the uh the LeBron player prop as well of over 29 and a half. But let's let's turn our attention a little bit here, Dave, to the Eastern Conference. Okay. We hit on it uh slightly uh with uh with JVT. You know, with the Hawks and Sixers series, it's a little bit of what have you done lately? And and that's why. I liked this play tonight for the Lakers, which is, it felt like everybody would be on the Suns and then nobody would want to play the Lakers. Well, they were right because obviously look <laughs> what is happening. The Hawks were really impressive. And I played the Hawks on the series price. JVT uh, was was on that as well. And and he wrote about it. And And if you followed that, congratulations on that victory. Now you get into the situation where Joel Embiid's hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think, as I mentioned, the series price here at Circa was down to Nets minus one, or excuse me, Sixers minus 180. And I felt like that was, I think we're getting a little too overboard here. With the Hawks. With, with, with the Hawks. I like the Hawks. They're a fun team. Trey Young's playing out of his mind, but you're playing a different beast, especially defensively. Um, And Trey Young, especially if they throw Ben Simmons at him defensively, one of the league's best defensive players, he's not dropping 36 like he did in Game 5.
6: I would like the Hawks a lot better at plus 180 if Mayor de Blasio were to go to Philadelphia and do that little rah-rah speech he did for the Knicks (laughs) because it didn't work out very well for the Knicks. It felt like ever since that happened, the Knicks were dead in the garden. So Trey Young ate it up, right? We saw what he did on the road. Can he do that in Philadelphia? It's going to be interesting to see. Your point about Ben Simmons is so well taken, and you have to think that's the game plan, that you're going to put Ben on Trey. So if Trey is going to be Steph Curry 2.0 in this postseason, which he's been so far against the mm-hmm. mix, he's going to have to get by Ben Simmons to do it. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm with you on that. Again, though, it does get back to Joel Embiid. Again, we saw it with Anthony Davis tonight. If Embiid cannot go, what I almost like better than betting the series is, is taking the Hawks' money line game one. Because if there's going to be a game that they win, to me, it's going to be the, f- the first game with Joel either not playing or being maybe a little bit gun-shy and not knowing his full capacity yet. Yeah. So to me, if I'm not going to back the Hawks all the way for the series, and you do like them a little bit, I think your game one play might be the best play to steal one in Philadelphia until they figure out if they need him beat or not.
5: Man, ride that momentum uh, into uh, into this series. You know, it, it's a short line. Um, yeah. it's only two and a half, and right now you can get Atlanta plus one twenty uh, on the money line here at Circa and in other spots. So uh, I don't disagree with that. And then you know, I I think because of that. I don't know if I'm racing to lay the minus 180 on the Sixers. Similar, my mindset going into this Suns-Lakers series, now a 21-point lead for the (laughs) Suns, was we're not going to play it pre-series, the Lakers. We talked about it on the show. Right. We're going to wait until they lose game one. And it played out. We we played this thing. We really played this thing so well where it was, they lose game one. <laughs> you get a great price on the Lakers in the series. And then what happens? AD gets hurt. Um, but, but doesn't that make but,
6: you nervous, but, though, for Embiid? For the it same does. scenario, Absolutely. if you're going to lay 180 in and, the Sixers?
5: I, and that's why I would wait and see if they do lose game one. Yeah. You know, maybe is a the situation. Then you jump in on the Philadelphia 76ers. But, uh, you know, as, as most people know, uh, that small meniscus tear in the right knee, mm-hmm. considered day to day. I, I just I don't know I, I, I don't. If, if
6: I'm the Sixers, I, I don't play him Game One, and we're not saying he's not going to play Game One. But if I'm the Sixers, I'm trying to see if I can get by Game One and let him heal. I'm no doctor. We're not right. doctor. We don't know how long that meniscus tear is going to take. Day to day feels very optimistic to me. So to me, Game One is the time to attack if you're a Hawks backer because I don't think he's going to play. And if he does, how confident and/or effective could he really be on it? So, to me, that's the best value that you're going to get. But you mentioned it's not great value. But there is some there right now in Atlanta in Game 1. And then what happens, if Atlanta wins Game 1 and Embiid doesn't play, Mm -hmm. that's when they're going to freak out and go, oh, can he not go in the series? And all of a sudden, everything tilts to the ATL. Then,
5: I said it last night, and I I, I still stand by it. I think, Dave, the two best teams right now in the NBA, as of today, are the Bucks and the Nets, Ooh. and they're playing in the second round. I, I loved, absolutely loved what I saw from the Bucks against the Miami Heat. You know, they had the they had the opportunity to do what the what the Clippers did, mm-hmm. which was say we'll just lose to Miami, they'll get one of the four or five seeds, and we'll take you know the Knicks or the Hawks. Nope. And they went out, second to last game, took care of business, and then they swept the Miami Heat. Now the Nets, you have their you have your questions, and I do about them defensively. Yes. But the firepower that we saw in Game 4 were Harden, Irving, and Durant. Go for 104 <laughs> points combined, Dave. That's what it was. You're laughing. That's it, it was stupid.
6: It's stupid. And that's the thing, and that's why we asked JVT about that, and I thought his insight was great. It, you cannot win a series against the Brooklyn Nets, this Brooklyn Nets team, going up and down. You cannot. You can win a game, you can maybe win two, possibly three. But there is no way with that firepower that you can play that style against Brooklyn and expect to win a series. I don't think there's any team in the NBA right now, currently constructed, that can play that style and think that you can get the better of Brooklyn. So you've got to slow it down, right? You've got to take Giannis, and it's going to hurt him offensively. So when you look at those player, player prop numbers that Giannis is going to have, before you just go check market and go, of course he's going to get 30 29, whatever it may be, watch out. He's going to have to defend a lot in this series, and that will take something out of him.
5: So I actually, I disagree because I don't know, nobody, Brooklyn has not shown me anybody on that roster that can slow him down. Okay. They played early in the month of May. He went for 49 and 36 in back-to-back games against the Brooklyn Nets. And I just don't know how anybody's slowing down Milwaukee or slowing down Giannis defensively. And I don't know if Brooklyn cares. They might not. And that's the thing is, you know, when you look at that total, you mentioned it, it's going to be astronomical game one, two, 39 and a half, rightfully so. Um, looking at these exact series results, I think you could see almost any one of these happen for the Nets. Hmm. I actually, if you like the Bucks, and I do, I played them at plus 200 to win the series, just, you know, for a value play alone at that price. I actually do like them in seven. I don't think seven. if the Bucks win this series, they win it in seven. Dave, if the Nets win this series, I could see any one of those four happening.
6: Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm surprised you don't like the Bucks in six to get this back in Milwaukee and close it out there potentially. Yeah,
5: Brooklyn's not really, doesn't scare yeah. me at all.
6: As we've seen certainly with this Dallas series, home court has not meant a whole lot. People in this. weren't celebrating uh, in, in
5: New York City after one Nets win. They were doing it after one Knicks win. That's correct. God, that was amazing.
6: It really was. I I'm, I'm it's interesting. I don't I'm trying to convince myself to get in on the boxing with you here. I just think the firepower that you mentioned, it does make me laugh. That's I gotta favor the Nets here. I also bet the Lakers
5: today.
0: Yeah. So, I saw you, it. you know,
5: remi- remember that one. Okay,
0: you're gonna Maybe win the other one. Go the other way.
5: It's a nightcap.
0: You're <laughs> on Visa.
1: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
3: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very
0: worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often.
1: Listen
3: to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
5: Aaron Oster, our producer, came in and said, At what point do you start to get nervous about your in game plays? So mm. I, I went in twice on the Lakers, uh, excuse me, on the Suns, minus 10, minus 14 and a half. And uh, we've seen some life here from the Lakers. Remember, they were minus four in the second half. That's right. And it's a it's a 17 point game. They trail by 21, uh, and they lead the third quarter, 19 to 15. So if you laid the points with the Lakers in the second half, right now it's a push. Uh, I think it opened three quickly, got bet up to four. Um, it, you're seeing a, you're seeing a little bit of life, which is, which is good because your season's over. So I mean, right. there's no, you're not saving this for anything. Uh, LeBron does have 18 points, so we're cheering for the over, mm-hmm. uh, 29 and a half for our producer Aaron Oster. And
6: he just took a little bit of a breather. So I think if you're Phoenix and you haven't been in this position before, right? Currently constructed, Phoenix. Yep. Maybe if it gets to ten, that's when things get a little bit tight for you, Tim. I don't know that it's gonna get to ten, but you gotta figure again, Chris Paul's still out there, and this is what we talked about a little bit. You play CP three now because this is this is dagger time, this is hammer time, this is when you really wanna step on the Lakers neck. So I'm gonna look in the next five minutes here as we round down the third quarter and watch Chris Paul and see if he can get Devin Booker off again, who's been doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And I would look for a little push here by Phoenix because they don't want to get this down to single digits no. in the fourth quarter, and then LeBron could do whatever. So I think right now, up 17, they're going to try to keep this around 17 20, and then the fourth quarter they can coast. Yeah, that's the biggest thing.
5: I think these next five minutes are pretty critical for, for obviously for the, the Lakers to try to make any sort of life and try to make any sort of push, but also for the Phoenix Suns to try to keep their distance yeah. and try to keep it at 15 16 points because that almost would be the, I feel like, the death blow. Because if you're the Lakers, do you feel like you've got a shot? Uh, they just got to start making threes uh, if you're the Lakers. Right now, the Lakers are 7 for 23 from 3 as they cut it down to 15 points. I just want to go back to Devin Booker real quick. Okay. What this night has been is just so unbelievable. 37 points. Mm. His over-under was 27.5. He had 33 at the half. <laughs> yeah. He had 22. I think it was 22. 20 Yeah. 22 at the end of the first quarter. And I think the most amazing thing was... His over-under earlier today for threes was one and a half. Wow. It was juice to the over, uh, but that juice was very much worth the squeezing. That in. was squeezed early in this one. He has seven. Seven threes tonight. He is seven for eight. And I, I just, these past two games from Devin Booker have been, have really been eye-opening because when you see, and, and Dave, you've, I mean, we've all been doing this for a long oh, time. Sure. and. When you see a star, and this is his first ever postseason, when you see a star get into a rising star, get into those first moments, it's it's a bit nerve-wracking. And when you're Devin Booker and your first ever playoff appearance is against the Los Angeles Lakers, and LeBron James and the defending world champs, you'd think there might be a little you know deer-in-the-headlights look. And at least these last two games, granted without AD, there has been none of that. He has risen to the occasion, and he has really been out of this world the way that he has played uh, in this series.
6: Well, there's a reason why he can go out on a given night and get to 70. Not, yeah. right. We, we've seen the scoring that he can do. The interesting thing now is you're seeing the push that you're talking about yep. from LeBron. and 13-point game now. Le- right. So LeBron is now, and he's taking it to the hole. He's kind of putting his his print on this game here by really not shooting threes and settling it's trying to get to the rack, and you've seen this in the third quarter. Dennis Schroeder, too, You got to give him a little bit of props here, too. He's actually picked up his game here. We've been saying it, that they can't do it the way he did it in Game 5. They're going to need the others. Well, Schroeder is kind of feeding off LeBron, and what they're doing is getting to the free-throw line. So that's the only way, in my eyes, that the Lakers can really get this thing under 10 and make you nervous is if they can keep getting to the free-throw line and, and elongating this game and getting Phoenix in foul trouble. If they can do that, they've got a real outside shot of at least making this competitive in the fourth quarter. And right now is their best push we've seen all night. And they're actually playing a bit of defense. And that's why it's a 13 point game now here with what, what about five minutes ago in the third quarter.
5: Okay, Aaron, you're, you, you can get your answer to your question right now. Now I'm starting to sweat a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, a nine point loss would really be something. Yeah, We don't want that. That time. would really don't want that. that. would really be something. Um, I was feeling pretty good about the 10. I think I got greedy at 14 and a half. And now here we are. And well, uh, the Lakers showing okay. life down 13.
6: And again, that's the, the live odds right now. You can get the Lakers plus 13 if you want it. Uh, I still don't think that's a good value play. This is the best we've seen them in like a three-minute stretch all night. Let's see what happens in the next three. That's going to tell you everything that you need to know again. You see here, the total now has crept up because all of all these uh, free throws that we've yeah. seen from the Lakers. The 213.5, I still like the under there. I'd still hold firm stay on that hold, under. Stay I'm, strong on your under. I'm holding on that under. Stay
5: strong on your under. It's a 13-point <laughs> game. let slip in a little NFL talk yeah. next. Just, just just, mix things we'll up. We'll an keep an eye on the Lakers. Keep you updated. Don't worry. I'm glad it's getting interesting yeah. here. My money Moneyline ticket's still alive? <laughs> no. It's a nightcap You're on Visa. Belmont Stakes is Saturday evening and the VSIN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses track conditions and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit VSIN.com backslash horses to find our full race coverage. Special offers from our partners including a $20 credit at the VSIN store. The picks you'll get. From horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. Beeson.com backslash horses. 79-67 right now. Suns still with that lead, obviously, uh, <laughs> over the Lakers. The Lakers have outscored the Suns so far in the third quarter by nine, Dave. Uh, Wesley Matthews just hit a big three a couple possessions ago, uh, but then a a. The most recent possession had another chance to re- to make it single digits, which is almost interesting, which is almost unthinkable, right? And considering I have the the Suns at minus ten and minus fourteen and a half, um, but the Lakers. I don't want to say give them credit because they were down 62-41. to 41. So, yeah, I'm not giving them credit. <laughs> yeah. for getting. They were getting their butts whipped, but they haven't quit on the game. No. Uh, which is good to see, I guess. Uh, but they're just trying everything. They're trying all different types of lineups out there. Taylen Horton Tucker's in the game. So, mm-hmm. they, they've been trying to see what will stick uh, here. And uh, we'll see uh, if the Lakers can, can keep whittling away.
6: And Chris Paul has been on the bench for quite some time, which says to me, Fourth quarter, to start the fourth quarter, maybe even end the third here, you're going to see him back in the lineup. They're going to go full gas to try to end this series here and not give the Lakers any sign of hope in the fourth quarter. But again, this is LeBron and a bunch of nobodies right now out on the floor when we're watching. And LeBron's just posting up Jay Crowder. That's all he's doing right now and trying to get calls. And we saw he just got one and try to get to the free throw line. That's been what we've seen in the third quarter. And Kyle Kuzma just can't buy one.
5: Yeah, and LeBron was pretty furious because he was working hard. He wanted
6: the ball. And Kyle
5: Kuzma instead passed up the pass and uh, bricked a shot. Just not even close. Uh, So, not great. Um, While we have just a a moment, and we'll get you updated, and we'll look ahead to Clippers uh, and Mavericks tomorrow here Mm -hmm. in just a little bit. We were going to hit on, uh, earlier in the show, some NFC North uh, discussion because... The news coming out today, and, and you being in Chicago, you're, you're getting it quite a bit, um, that Andy Dalton is expected to be, has been told he will be the week one starter. Uh, to be honest, that doesn't surprise me
6: a ton. No, they did this again before the draft. When they signed Andy Dalton, they put out in Twitter. QB1. QB1, right? And everybody freaked out, like, oh my God, why, why are you doing that? They want this to work out with Andy Dalton. They actually, in a perfect world for Matt Nagy, They wouldn't play Justin Fields in year number one. Nobody in Chicago wants to hear that. Nope. Okay? And certainly if you have a prop for Justin Fields at plus 200, I don't like that for you. I Actually, if I was to play anything not Andy Dalton, I'd play Nick Foles. Because week number one is against the L.A. Rams and Aaron Donald. On
5: the road Sunday night football.
6: Cannot see a scenario that Matt Nagy throws Justin Fields to the Wolves It says, good luck dodging 99 with our offensive line, which is not very good, by the way, in Chicago. So I think Andy Dalton is going to take those swings and arrows in the first couple weeks. And if I was to play anything, it would be Nick Foles if anything were to happen to Andy Dalton. You have to remember this. Foles didn't look great last year in replacing uh, Mitch Trubisky, right? Came Mm -hmm. back in the big Atlanta comeback, and that's it. Past that, he was not very effective. But he's still on the roster, and he knows this system right now Better than Dalton than Fields, so if you really wanted to take a wild card, sixteen to one. If it's not going to be Andy Dalton, to me, it's going to be Nick Foles over Justin Fields in Week One, barring an injury scenario.
5: I just pulled up these odds right now, and those uh, obviously we have the graphic made; mm-hmm. they haven't changed today. You, you know, ultimately you never want to have your money tied up for what is it going to be. Three months at minus 250. And there's the possibility that Andy Dalton could get hurt. We've seen injuries. That's the problem. So, because there's part of me that's saying, Andy Dalton's going to be week one starter. You would hammer that. You would. But here we are three months out, and Andy Dalton could, in a non-contact drill, tear his ACL. So, there's the hesitation for me to lay that. Andy Dalton, barring injury, will be the week one starter for the Chicago Bears.
6: Absolutely. Even if he's outplayed right. by Justin Fields in training camp, which is a very good scenario of, of that happening. The thing is, they have, they have made their bed. They have said Andy Dalton, barring injury, is going to be the week one quarterback. So Chicago Bears fans, and if you're a believer in Justin Fields, and I am too, and he's going to be the quarterback of the not-too-distant future for this team. But right now, for that ticket, it's not a smart wager barring injury because they will, even if Justin Fields clearly outperforms Andy Dalton. This is not open for competition as it currently stands. It is Andy Dalton's job in week one, and they would like that to last much longer than week one. They'd like to hold Fields back as long as they can, I'm not, I don't know if it's a Pat Mahomes scenario where he just played the last week of his rookie season. Right. And we all saw what happened after that. And Andy, you know, they had a move on. Andy Reid did, obviously. Andy uh, Dalton's
5: not Alex Smith. He is not. Yeah.
6: So that's the scenario here that they'd like to play out in Chicago. So again, you're right. You don't want to tie it up that long. But. The smart play here really is to lay the 250. Barring injury, Andy Dalton's going to be your week one starter. Uh,
5: By the way, a flagrant foul was just called on Markeith Morris. Mm. So possession stays with the Suns. Their lead now out to 16 right now with uh, 252 to go. I don't notice as
6: much sweat off your brow right now. We'll see. You're
5: feeling better. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, There was a couple moments in this quarter that if Wes Matthews had made that three to cut it to nine. I, I felt like there was not a chance to to make this game to win this game for the Lakers, but there was a chance to make this pretty competitive. Um, you're just still not seeing LeBron. He just he doesn't have the 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 trust in and whatever it is his ankle. He's trying to hold it. So I, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers have new uh, breath of fresh air in them, but it doesn't feel like they're gonna. I don't know if they'll be able to, how deep they'll be able to cut into this deficit.
6: Again, when you're go- going to Horton Tucker yeah. looking for offense, which is what they're doing They're trying right to now. find this anything. This is happening right now in real time here. Uh, they just don't have a whole lot of options. And, again, you see LeBron's just going one-on-one with Jay Crowder. But he's not settling for threes. They're most effective, obviously, if he keeps trying to get calls, keep going on the line. I just can't see a scenario. It's back up to 15 already. So it feels like the Suns already took their best punch right now, plus 12 and a half. And Talon Horton Tucker was just called for a technical. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like that if I'm holding the Lakers plus 12 and a half, which is the current odd right now.
5: By the way, who wins the AFC North?
6: I, I have sources, Tim, very good sources that tell me, again, what you're hearing from Aaron Rodgers is true. He's not going to play in Green Bay. That's what they tell me on the inside. People that know him and play golf with and him. And that's why you see
5: the only plus price is actually here on there, the Packers.
6: There's no way I am laying 140 with the, the, the theater that is Aaron Rodgers right now in Green Bay if he sticks to his guns. And I don't see the scenario that's currently exists that he comes back.
5: Get you updated on what's happening in Los Angeles, and there'll be another game. In Los Angeles, tomorrow night, we'll get you ready. Mavs, Clippers, Game 6. It's the nightcap. You're on Beatson.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
5: Welcome back into the Indeed.com studios. I don't have the proper read. There it is. Because I'm just, I'm so enamored by what's happening in Los <laughs> Angeles, Dave. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have the powerful tools to help you source screen and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. By the way, as we're watching this game, and, and LeBron is starting to get fired up. He's getting up, angry. He's getting angry. This should have happened in the second
6: quarter. Yeah, where
5: was this fury? I don't know. I, I don't know where it was. They were down by 22 after the first quarter. Uh, Contavious caldwell pope a chance at a three-point play here for the Lakers. Um, but
6: d books has got 43, by
5: the way. Yeah. He just came down, and it was 86-73. LeBron just had a backdoor dunk. <laughs> and Devin Booker said, okay, I'll hit another three. He's
6: eight for nine from three. Can I rescind everything I said about the under? Because my unders are dying on the vine, all of them. And right now, 89-76, and the Suns should hold for one here, but they're attacking. So it looks like, let's see, this would be big here in the final four seconds if the Lakers can get one more. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. 13-point lead, 1.8 to go in the third quarter. There is life here, but Tim, you know how this goes. Again, no CP3 in the last six minutes. You know you're going to see a lot of him in the fourth quarter. If you're giving me the Suns, Probably plus thirteen here. They're gonna hold on, and I think cement this thing in the fourth quarter.
5: Yeah, uh, and and we'll see. Uh, LeBron, three at the buzzer, no good. No. So thirteen point lead heading into the fourth quarter. Phoenix up eighty nine to seventy six.
6: Do we give LeBron credit for this for getting angry?
5: I don't know. I I, I look rallying I, the troops. I, I'm all for giving him a lot of credit and and you know batting the dumb Jordan takes out mm-hmm. of the out of the air. I'm not going to give him credit for winning a quarter here. Okay, uh, they did. They outscored the late, uh, the Suns 35 to 27. Uh, he should have done this earlier. I, I thought this would be the scorched earth. And I don't. But the thing is, Dave, I don't know. At his age of 36, with the high ankle sprain, you know, a couple weeks ago, I just don't know if he has it in him. And maybe this is his last chance. He, I, he's not. He's got to play all 12 minutes in yep. the fourth quarter, and this is going to be their last opportunity. Yeah, it's going to come up short. And now I'm certainly sweating because. I took Phoenix minus ten and Phoenix minus fourteen, and when they led by 22 after the end of the first quarter and 21 at the half, I felt pretty good. But uh, the Lakers do outscore the Suns by eight in that third quarter. Remember, second half line, Lakers minus four, and, looking pretty uh, good. and 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 they looked like they looked like a team that maybe we should have seen this. I don't know. Right from the jump.
6: You would think so. But again, I would say cautionary tale here is you get 12.5 right here on the live odds with the Lakers if you still want to bet this here in the fourth quarter. Here's the problem with this scenario. Okay, if they don't make that charge, they don't get it under 10, about the four-minute mark, if they wave the white flag, this thing's going to get back up to 13, 15, 17 relatively quickly. So you've got to look for the Lakers to make that charge in the first four minutes of this fourth quarter. They still haven't gotten it under 10. So if you're taking 12-and-a-half, beware, because the fight will come out of the dog at the end, and they're going to bleed out the basketball in the end if the Suns still have this double-digit lead. So I know people are thinking the Lakers are on the come right now, and I know Laker fans want to believe. I don't think that's great value to take the Lakers here at plus 12-and-a-half. I just wouldn't do it.
5: Um, by the way, the Lakers, I think, I called for a flagrant foul that I thought was very questionable by Markeith Morris and then the technical on Taylor and Horton Tucker. So some... Aggression, aggression, aggression yeah. going against the uh, against the Lakers there. So uh, while we wait here before the fourth quarter starts, 89-76, tomorrow night the Staples Center will be busy again. Um, I don't know how many Clipper fans exist, but uh, whoever they do, uh, they'll they'll be there uh, to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know when you look at this game, and actually I, I, I missed it. Right. It's in Dallas. I beg your pardon. Um, is this a bounce back spot for the Clippers? Luca goes for forty two and fourteen in Game Five. They pull away. They win that game. Very impressive performance uh, by the Mavs. And I, the Clippers are such a difficult team to figure out.
6: I just, can you fire Doc Rivers again if they lose the series? I mean, it, it's just like I, I don't They're know. They're the who most to...
5: entitled team. Yes, that's never. They've never won anything.
6: So I don't even know who to blame here. But at some point, I know we always, you know, playoff P is always the easy guy to pick on, right? But Kawhi, you got to stand up. Like, you went out in the first round last year. And, again, the Toronto Championship buys you a lot. Every team has bounced back in this series. We've seen it, right? Dallas wins the first two in L.A. They're going to run away with this series. Oh, no, no, no. Clippers go to Dallas. They win the next two. Okay, well, now the Clippers have a stranglehold. Oh, no, no. no. Luka goes nuts in Game 5. So, yes, I do think this is a natural bounce-back spot for the Clips. And I would love them on the money line and to shoot the two and a half points and get a little extra value there. But I'm so perplexed by watching this Clipper team play in the playoffs now for two years in a row with Kawhi Leonard, right? This is supposed to be the best team in L.A. Mm -hmm. And when the Lakers already win the chip. They let you you
5: know that they were the best team, two teams in L.A.
6: And and the other team goes and wins the chip last year, and you can't get out of the first round? I mean, this this would be such an indictment if they don't bounce back tomorrow night in this spot. So logically, it would make sense to back the Clippers tomorrow night thinking that they're thinking like we do. But there's such an enigma, I don't know. I don't know what's going on because Kawhi gives you nothing, right? Luka gives you everything. He's so ex- The expressions out there, oh, yeah. he's going to lay everything out there. Kawhi doesn't give you that. So I, I don't want to say it's a, it's a team that looks like they don't care, but the way they played and exited last year and the way they might be exiting this year, you have to start asking questions about this team and their mental makeup because physically, they have all the talent in the world to go run the West. And they haven't done it. Didn't do it last year, and it doesn't look like they're going to do it again this year.
5: Yeah, and we'll see. You know, last year at times we felt like this was a a deep team, and you know, the deepest Zubac is playing way too much Mm -hmm. uh, in this series. The stat out there in the games he's played 18 or more minutes, they're 0 and 3, and he hasn't played over 18 minutes in the two games they lost. Uh, So. If I had to play it, I, I might ultimately go with the Clippers here, um, and similar to tonight, you know, might be hating myself around uh, around eight thirty uh, tomorrow
6: night. And that's one of those things. If you bet the Clips and you lay the two and a half, you take a money line, which is probably the way that I'll go as well tomorrow night. Yeah. And then Dallas inevitably wins. I'm going to kick myself for taking a team that I don't think has got a whole lot of heart. And I know that that's you can't measure it and all those things. But I I need to see Kawhi be the alpha dog that he was in Toronto. And I don't want to hear about playoff I I don't want to hear about the rest. I need the best player on that team to be the best player. And it can't be Luka Doncic. You cannot let him take over this game the way he did in Game 5. If I'm Kawhi, I've got no physical limitations about me. There is no more times to say, oh, we'll get him next year in L.A. It's got to be now. And if they win Game 6, you would think – they could finally end the curse of the of the road team and go ahead and win at home in a game 7.
5: Yeah, and and think about, you know, down 02, what did Kawhi do? Went out had 36 very efficient, That's 13 13 of 17. I, I think we're going to see something similar. Um you you saw some life there from uh from them in the fourth quarter, um but, you know, going just quickly back as as this game unfolds, you know, here, um <laughs> LeBron is getting in that downhill type of mode, but he's He's not finishing like no. he's normally doing. You know, he just got to the bucket and didn't finish. He wanted the foul. I thought it was a, a good no call. I mean, that's a, the <laughs> the thing about LeBron is when you're that enormous. I guess you know a couple slaps are not going to give you a call. Um, but you know he likes to sell it a lot yes. too. So and it, you it, can go, see it goes both that. ways.
6: You can see a lot of that in the next five minutes here because I really do think this is their final push. Right? Is they're down 13 with about 10 minutes to go here in the fourth quarter, is look for more of that of attacking LeBron. That's all they got. That's it. And they have to get it under 10 to, as you say, make the Suns nervous, Mm -hmm. the young Suns. But, again, I don't think that Chris Paul will let them be nervous. And I still haven't seen Chris come back out. Now he's back out out there there. on the floor. This is what I thought he'd give them the big fourth-quarter playoff push. And the ball's going to be in his hands. If I'm a Suns backer, you have the Suns. If you took him like Tim did, I still think you're in good hands. Don't sweat it too much, the 10 or the 14. I still think you're going to be okay in the long run. Right now, they just got a big three, and they're up again, 16. I don't see the Lakers getting this under 10. And if that doesn't happen, they're not going to make the Suns nervous.
5: Yeah, and the Suns, you know... Chris Paul is such an incredible facilitator. Yes. And he finds so many uh, guys and hits them perfectly in the pocket. And it just happened. You know, he hit, I think it was Cam Johnson for a three, and he's able to to knock that one home. So uh, it is a 16 point lead right now, 9.27 to go. Uh, Tomorrow night here in town, Mm. uh, a desperation spot for the Golden Knights. As we look at that line, uh, once again, Five and a half is the total. Last night goes under five and a half. It lands five in overtime, three to two. The Colorado Avalanche get the win. You're looking at the ABS as a slight favorite right now, minus 107. Is this a spot where the Vegas Golden Knights at home finally get in the win column? Or as Darren Banks said earlier in the show, this ABS team is just too good.
6: Well, when I listen to Darren, and what I heard there is, it's so hard to slow them down without getting into the penalty box, right? Mm-hmm. So if that adage holds true, I like the over. I think the play for me here, instead of the game, right, because I do think the Avs are clear the better team, at least so far, is I, I do think you're going to get some – it's just hard to hold the Avs down, right? McKinnon is just he, – he's just that talented. He's just that guy. So I'm going to look at Colorado, and I'm, I'm going to think – If I'm the Vegas Golden Knights, i got to score. i got to fight fire with fire tomorrow night. I can't play a dump and chase. I can't play a style that's going to get me in the penalty box and muck it up with these guys. And if you get an open ice with Colorado, watch the goals come. To me, the over would be the the way to play there.
5: Yeah, what we saw in, in game one, seven goals scored. And, you know, last night you just look at, you know, the first goal of the game, uh from Saad was as was one that shouldn't have gotten through. Right. Marc Andre Fleury certainly kicking himself uh for that one and then the penalty early in overtime gives uh ultimately gives the uh gives the Avalanche a chance on a on a five on four in overtime. So we'll see if the Lakers if the uh if the Knights, as Lakers are in my mind, can uh can can find a way. But as we send out, as we as we bid farewell here, the Lakers trying to find a way. LeBron once again get into the bucket, unable to finish.
6: 14-point game. They're gonna go to the line, I do believe, for two here. But yeah, I just again under 10 is where you get nervous if you're a young team. But they're not a young team because you have Chris Paul. So to me, this is still you're looking good if you're Phoenix.
5: The Suns have had a lot of answers, and uh, and it's been a, a great job on that. Thanks to everyone who joined us. It's the nightcap.
0: Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff died back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff.